the Leash Today Talking Sport podcast, brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters. Hello and welcome to our now uh, bi-weekly preview show with myself and Damien Carter, where we look ahead to all the... Uh, all the hurling. We've we've Stephen Bannon now, Damien. It's not that he doesn't turn up, which Stephen Bannon. He's not allowed to go to these. Uh, this is exclusively Alan Hartnett and Damien Carter type. Um, we'll we'll start off, Damien, with the senior. We'll jump around a small bit in terms of days, but we'll go straight to the seniors quarterfinals on Sunday. Double header in the Moor Park. Um, Brattowney, Ireland, Rose, and Alice, Castletown, and Cameras. Now the quarterfinals over the last number of years. They were, obviously they weren't on last year because of COVID. Uh, they just went straight to semis, but. Quarterfinals over the last couple of years have never read. Sometimes they've produced huge beatings um, either way, and I fear that that could be the case here again, especially in the first game. But anyway, we'll, we'll see what you think. With Rathdowney Earl and Rose Alice is the first one. That's at half two. I couldn't see anything bar a big Rathdowney Earl win, could you? No, I couldn't see anything other than that now. Rose and Alice are in bonus territory at the moment. I think they're just happy not to be in a relegation final. They have survived that second season syndrome. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really a shot to nothing for them. But I think the, the golfing class, um, will show on Sunday at half two in a Moor Park, um, right down the Earl. Um, in order to, again, we, I spoke, well, I spoke the last time about cameras trying to get that balance right. And we'll, we'll talk about them in a few minutes, I suppose. But they got the, it seemed to get the balance right again. I believe the last day, right down the Earl, I still think they don't have the balance right now. They're being hampered with injuries and they've lads coming back and then they've lads going. And, you know, it's very hard for Shane Keegan and his management team there um, to, you know, get get any kind of structure, any kind of settled team uh, on the field. But this actually might help them this game again, again, Rose and Alice, to, to get that settlement in there, to get the lads back. Uh, you know, Joe Fitz came on the last day. Horik Rafter was introduced for his senior debut. Um and you know, like they, they've used twenty-two players overall. It want to start taking shape. I think it will start taking shape again, Rosenalis. But is it going to be any good to them coming into a semi-final? I don't know. It depends what kind of a, a Rosenalis team shows up. If it's a serious Rosenalis team, like we've seen last year, um, that you know shocked a few of the big guns. You know, they could cause them a few problems. But you'd imagine that Rosenalis not having a not after having a great year so far, got out of jail kind of last week with that win over the Harps and they'll probably, you know, in the back of their minds, they'll be fearing a big defeat from Rathdowney Earl if the Rathdowney Earl that we know show up uh, on Sunday. Yeah, David Dooley um, played obviously the last day against the Harps, but he's since made his uh, adult rugby de- debut with, Barn Hall in the AAL, so I don't know what way that's going to leave him because I imagine rugby is probably on a Sunday as well. So that could be that could be a loss for them. John Lennon, um, I was watching him in the warm up, and he was down to start midfield, and I was watching him in the warm up. How is this like going to play? Like because he was he was hobbling around and he didn't play, but they brought back they flew back Killian Kalali from London, and he played in the middle of the field against the Harps and was excellent for forty five minutes. And then they got 15 minutes out of John Lennon where he scored a point and won a free. So he'd done, you know, enough in that 15 minutes. I don't think he'd be right again to play this weekend. I'd be surprised if he is. I don't know if they're flying Killing Kalali home again. Probably not. 
And I don't know if David Dooley, it's not things I don't know, but I don't know if David Dooley's <laughs> going to be playing either. If all of those things were to happen, if Dooley and Kalali didn't play that little further week in Rosen Alice, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Paddy McCain is another guy who came on. He should be back. I think Mark Cavanaugh will definitely be back as well. Um, sort of down here should be stronger. And this is probably where they're going. To, you know, we, we thought at the start of the year that they were favourites to win it. Not, not saying they won't, but I'm less convinced about that than I was at the start. However, we've seen over the years the teams coming through the quarterfinals can get a bit of momentum because they're going to play every every two weeks, whereas the lads in the semis are having to wait for a four-week break and um, that's hard to, to keep the momentum going. So yeah, I, I'd agree. I'd expect Rosnaz to or right down here to win like 10, 15 points. Would that be what to be looking to go out and try and do? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if that's... I wouldn't. I, I give Rosnaz a bit more credit than that. I know you're, you're saying they're missing a few, but um, I think maybe you know, seven or eight points maybe might be justifiable. Um, just, just to say as well that obviously a lot of management teams were listening to our podcast there two weeks ago because... <laughs> There was a lot of changes made around, you know. I spoke about Joey Shelley being in the middle of the field and maybe he'd be better off back in the full back. Like he went back, corner back and had a stormer. Um who came out Fikersy came out, I think, midfield, had a great game out midfield the last day again the harps. Um and there's a few more on the other games that we'll come to in a few minutes, but management teams are definitely listening to these podcasts. <laughs> Must be listening to you. They surely aren't listening to me. Um, <laughs> John Mar, just a word actually for John yeah. Mar as well, because he's he's one of my favourite lads to watch. Um, you know, especially playing that sweeper role. It's a specialist specialist position that you know only a select few can play in the county. But John Mar is definitely the best by a country mile, lad. And you know, and if, if Cheddar Plunkett is down looking at these matches. And he's thinking of playing a, che- uh, a sweeper role next season. Then John Maher has to be called in because he's just so clever. He reads the, the game excellently. His first touch is brilliant, but also when he gets the ball in, it's you know you often have sweepers that they're able to read the game to get the ball, and next thing you know they'll go for the big clearance and they'll try and you know land in top of the fullback. He he's calm. Cool as a cucumber on the ball. He'll sidestep a lad. He has the pace to get away from him. And next thing he'll hand it off or he'll play that 15, 20 yard pass to a man. So, uh, yeah, just a big, a big shout out to John Mara on his, his excellent return to form in that sweeper role. And you could see that, I'd imagine, against Rathoni Earl, um, on Sunday. And they'll have to try and find a way to, to cut him out and to override that system. Yeah. It's interesting you say that about John Mara and, and like, you know, you, managers look at lads. Um, but maybe sometimes they don't look at the specific jobs they can do. And Leash played with a sweeper a couple of times last year. Um, mm. And I don't think I agree with you. I don't think there's too many better than him in the county at that role. He reminds me of your man from Wexford, whose name won't come to me now, but he... he, he Kevin Foley. That, Kevin Foley, yeah. And he does yeah, that yeah. specialist role as well, down to a T. So, um, yeah, yeah the, the Harps couldn't figure that out at all. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see can Rathdowney Earl find a way around it. But look, we're both going for that down here. I don't think there's any there's any question there. That Rosnallis no. gave me a huge slagging um in in Amore Park last week when they beat the Harps. They were all down in front of the in front of the stand at down the bottom. The whole team and their supporters were all cheering up at me and saying you'll you'll never doubt the village again. But um <laughs> here sorry, lads, I'm, again. Not, I'm not going I went for them in the football at the weekend, they let me down, so they can forget about it now. I'm definitely not going for them here. Um <laughs> The second game is at four o'clock. Castletown and Camros. Um, look, 
goes without saying, there's no need to introduce this one. It's um, an age-old rivalry that, that goes back a long time. Castletown are, uh, I think they are improving. I know they were they were well beaten the last day, but it was sort of a game where they were competitive until Willie Highland decided it was no longer being competitive, and then and then it it took a different direction, and there was nothing really on the line, so it just sort of drifted away, and and that was it. This will be different. This is a, a shot to nothing. Castletown have pulled out of the football, um, you know, to get two walkovers and that to make sure that they're they're fully focused on this game. Cameras obviously big win against Abidiks and you'll talk about the changes they made now as well um, <laughs> after after what we discussed here and how that ultimately improved their team I, I think Amherst will win but I don't know it could be that, that game definitely interests me I, I'm not working Sunday I'm going playing golf in the morning and that could be the one that I might call in and, and uh, just watch as a supporter because I think that could be interesting Yeah it's, uh, it's going to be a cracker of game Um yeah, you've two, you've two kind of the the gap a few years ago was huge between uh, Cameras and Castown. Castown were way ahead for years uh, back in the nineties. Cameras completely flipped it. Then they were way ahead for years. Now the gap seems to be kind of closing again. Castown are coming back. Cameras slipping a small bit. However, you know the Cameras the last uh, again Ableeks were absolutely brilliant. Um, we, we again we called it. I called for Niall Holmes to be brought up. He started well forward. You called for Dowland to be in on at the edge of the square. He got one, two from play. Um, they changed around their midfield, a completely new midfield. We spoke the last day about if they want to beat our leagues, they'll have to overpower this uh, midfield pair and Liam Delaney and Fiona Mahoney. And they did that superbly, uh, or on feeling. And Liam Delaney actually came out of midfield with two Liam Delaney's, number nine the last day. <laughs> one Liam Delaney for Abeliks and one for Cameras. But um, they definitely won that battle, Cameras, in midfield. And that's, you know, allowed them to, to springboard their attack. But Zane Keenan, back to his best. He was unbelievable the other night. Uh, felt sorry for Killian McCoy because like, Killian has obviously transferred, uh, was hurling with Balapicus there for a year, a few years. Um, Transferred up to, he wanted to play up at the senior grade, transferred into Avaliks, um, played, played re- decent enough in the first two games, but by God, he got a, a kind of a, a rude awakening to, to what Zane can produce, um, in a more park on his day. Um, and you know, cameras and lead him again on, on Sunday. And that's going to be some battle as well. That's the one I'm looking forward to most is Zane Keenan and Ryan Mullally. Um, that's going to be a battle royale. Uh, in around, in around there. So, but I think you're right. I think I think cameras have a bit too much for them. You look at the firepower they have up there. Yeah, as you said, Mark Delaney or Mark Dowell, I should say, after moving in, Kieran Collier has been consistently good over a few games. Um, Darren Gilmartin is very good. Dar- David Mortimer started the last day, gets a score every time. Zane back on form, um, and their midfield kind of started out looking at at. At Castletown, they're a very, very settled team. They don't make many changes. You can nearly predict the 15 that's going to start. You can nearly predict the, the two or three subs that's going to come on. Um, and you know, that, that's well and good, but I just, I just fear that they don't have that kind of X factor that, that cameras have. Um, Ben Redden has been playing very well when he's on form. He, he, he scores highly. Connor Field has been as like, um, like, um, Kieran Collier has been very consistent over the, the three games. Joe Phelan has been excellent. 
Uh, I think he came off injured the last day, so I'm not sure on his. He's sure. he's he's in trouble. I think he he, Is he? he yeah he got a bang over near the terrace. And he just sort of fell and it didn't. You know he got up after being treated and then just crumpled to the ground uh, with no one near him. And I think it's something with his knee. And he looked in a lot of pain. I'd be very surprised if if he was able to play. So like he'd be a big loss because he was he was leash under twenty captain in twenty twenty the year that they got to the quarter final against Galway. I think a uh, good hurler, very very tough competitor. So he'll definitely be a loss. There's, there's no and especially when you know you're talking about the the depth of their panel. Um, mm. you know he he some losing a player like him be hard to replace. I think Aaron Gohan might come on from the last day. So. Or, or yeah. Samurai, then actually, so you'd imagine he, yeah, he'd, yeah. He'd, he'd probably get the nod yeah, to start. start. But uh, Joe's a big loss. Like uh, Martin Feeney's been another one who's been very impressive. Um, Evan Cody's been good at the back. Um, and yeah. you know they, they do they have improved. I mean, like they, they, they've won they won three games in a row before they were beaten by Balakala. Um, and I I I fancied them to to win those early games and they did and they've carried on that sort of form. They were, look, they were decent against Balakala in the first half and it was just, it got away on them completely in the second half. Um, obviously, they can't only play for a half against Cameras because it won't be... Where are Cameras, Damien? Are, are they are they now back in the shake-up or was the Abbey Leagues game... You know, where are they? Like, are they, are yeah, they in no. the top echelons I, of them or where are they? I do. I think I think that, that victory and more importantly, this balance I'm talking about to the team has brought them right back to the top table because uh, I, I predicted two weeks ago that they would beat Avaliks and if they can get that balance right going into a quarter final again Castletown which again two of us are expecting them to, to win this game and you know they'll be going into a semi-final then um, I'm not sure if there, is there a draw or is there an open if, uh, if, is it yeah if if Cameras and Rathdown Yarl win Down Yarl there, there will be an open draw because both teams would have come from the same group and already played against uh, Boris Cotton. So it'll be a draw where yeah. Boris Cotton and Balakala sit in two pools and they'll be drawn against the, the other two teams. And no one, I, I tell you, the semi-finals will be absolutely, they'll be in crackers of games. Well, they should be anyway um, yeah. when we get to that stage. But no, nobody be saying, I'd, I'd like to play cameras. I don't think so. Anyway. Definitely not. That's just what I was going to say. That you know, if they get into semi final and there's an open draw, Clock Balakala would hate to meet them in the in the semi final. And uh, or Borsky Cotton would also hate because Borsky Cotton have taken a scalp off him already this year, and it would it would um please camera snow ends to to knock Borsky Cotton out in the semi final and to re uh revenge that defeat from earlier on in the year. Um, so yeah, so it's going to be interesting, but I, I do think I think they're back at the top table. If they can keep the lads like you know, Zane Keen, if they can keep him fit, they're going back to the well, I suppose, a bit with Niall Holmes. Um, but you know, he did he did a job the other night, didn't score, but you know, it was it was effective in there. He would cause a lot of problems in around um for O'Shean Carroll there, uh, a full back. And uh but he's he's nearly like myself now. A few years ago, I was told that when I was in my twenties I was being told to slow down by the guards and when I know when it reached me thirties, the doctor was telling me to slow down. So I think Niall Holmes could be the same. <laughs> the doctors might be telling them to slow down and and maybe, you know, call it the day after this year, but it'd be a nice way to go for him to to get back to a county final and it's very possible. It is, no, it is. And the last piece of advice I'll give to cameras now, I'm finishing my advice, but I think you have to find a way of getting Owen Gohan into the team. Um that's that's the 
that's the last piece of advice I've given you enough advice on what to do with Mark <laughs> Dowling and how to change the midfield but the last the last thing I'll leave you with is that and it's up to yourselves after that but I think he's yeah. a guy that I can't understand how now unless he's carrying an injury I don't know because he was taken off the first day um, and then he obviously didn't didn't start there the, in the last game against um, against Abedix but he's a fella I would be I mean, I think he's a super hurler. And, he, and I thought he was a bit unlucky with Leaf sometimes this year. There was one game in particular he started in and played really well. I didn't score, but but was in the full forward line and was constantly winning the ball and then was taken off and never really got back into it after that. But um, he's a fellow I've always, I always, I've always admired him. I think he's a very good hurler. So that's the last piece of advice I'll give. After that, then I'm finished. You can do whatever you like. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, to, just to say as well that I'm a fierce man for looking at how many players squad or squads are using that, you know. And cameras have used twenty-four different players, which I think is extraordinary. Um, you know, three games in, twenty-four different players used. But you know, if that's what it takes to find the formula and that's what I think to have found the formula, then so be it. But um when you look at the likes of Castown, I talk with the small squad that they had, you know, they've used nineteen players so far this year. Um and you know, so that's it's kind of a more of a pick that that they have, and maybe that's what will come down to in the end. That the, the, when cameras look to the bench and when Castam look to the bench, cameras will have that one or two to come on um, and maybe finish off the job. Uh, but then again, a lot of Castam lads are given out to me because I think I've written them off in every match so far, and they've they've came back and won two two out of the three games I wrote them off in. So uh, and they were happy to let me know that as well, like your story there. They were giving it to me down as a stand, so they'll probably be happy enough that I'm writing them off uh, in this quarter final as well. Oh, they'll be delighted that we're both doing it. But anyway, that, that's what we're going for, and we'll, we'll see how that pans out. The relegation final, and we're hopping back now to Thursday. Um, so that's actually the first sort of game that starts off the, the Harden weekend. Um, this has the potential to be a cracker as well. Two neighbours, um, you don't have to travel too far out of Abadix to end up in, in Doro. So, um, yeah. I I predicted that the Harps would be relegated at the start of the year. Then when I saw them, I thought they were competitive in all their games. Um, and I did think they'd beat Rose and Alice, but they just couldn't work out John Maher as a sweeper. And that worried me because um, the, the fact they couldn't figure that out, couldn't figure out a way to, to get around him. Abbey Leaks have the one problem, I think. Their problem is they don't have that Michal Lanigan that's going to go out and score you 10 points and be guaranteed. Like I think Ender Olin was their highest score the last day with 1-5 or 1-6. Um, that is their problem. I think the Harps are guaranteed 10 points from Lanigan or in or around that figure. And Abbey Leaks have to get somebody to match that. In saying that though, Abbey Leaks have definitely had the harder games. Like Boris Kilcotton, Cameras and Ratdown Earl are far harder than what the Harps based with Castletown, Rose and Alice and OK Balakala. I don't know. I'm going to sit in the fence now and wait and see what you say because I'm not sure <laughs> what to win this. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a great way to kick off the, the week uh, on Thursday night um, in a more park under lights. Um, as you said, it's two local rivals there. No love lost between them. The Harfs will be gutted to, to be relegated if that's what happens on Thursday evening. Abeliks will be even more devastated because you know they're trying to build this. They felt a few years ago they were kind of coming within a challenge. I think Abeliks um, are in trouble. I think they're on a kind of downward spiral. They had a great game the first day against Boris Kilcotton. That was the one they should have won. 
they were poor the second day again or down the Earl and then they were dreadful the last night again Cameras. Um the Harks haven't been up to much either. In fairness, these two teams definitely deserve to be in the relegation final. Um, you know, the Harks, fair enough, they put it up to to Balakala for maybe 40 minutes the first day. Um, beaten by Castletown then um, in a competitive enough match and you know, kind of were, were beaten by Rosen Allison in the last game as well. But I just feel, I feel the Harps have a small bit more. Um, when you look at the firepower up front as well, I talk about the firepower a lot, but, you know, Abelique's, as you said, Ender Rowland was a top scorer the last day, 1-5 from freeze in goal. Um, Aaron Brennan, who has been excellent on the, on the freeze, scored 22 points from freeze in the, in the three games, only four of them from play. Uh, Kieran Byrne is actually their top scorer, a giant top scorer, I should say. Kieran Byrne has five points from play. And Ryan Peacock has five points from play in the two games, or the three games, I should say. Um, when you, you kind of swap that over a small bit to to the Harps, they've kind of more of a spread of scores. John Brophy's nipping in there with a few. Owen Clancy got 1-1 one, one the last day. Richie Saunders always pops up with a few points. Pat Walsh gets a few. It's not to mention James Duggan. Um, but however, you know, I do feel that the win and lose of this game, for the Harps especially, is James Duggan. I don't feel they've utilised him enough so far this year. You know, he's an excellent hurler. We see, we've seen what he can do with the under twenties this year. Um, absolutely excellent, excellent hurler when he gets space. But they're just not feeding him the right ball. I was watching it there the first day. You know, he was making great runs to the left. Next, and did put it off to the right. You know, did he was making his runs that the ball wouldn't come. They take an extra touch in the ball. They just weren't looking out for him. They weren't feeding him the ball that he needed to be fed. Um, and I think that if the Harps are going to win this game, that's what they'll have to do. They'll have to feed Duggan with proper, proper ball, get him on as much ball as possible, and he'll do the damage. Whereas I believe I don't think have the same problems up front like that. You know, you can guarantee Ryan Peacock will get you a, a pint or two. Kieran Byrne looks dangerous when he gets the ball. But again, was starved of position a good bit the last time. The two midfielders, Fiona Manny and Liam Delaney, started off the year excellently but have seemed to peter out a small bit last while. So I, I do, I think, I think Avaliks are in trouble. Um, There'll probably be very little in it, but I'm, I tipped them at the start of the year to be relegated and I'm going to stick with that. I think, I think they'll be um, relegated come nine o'clock on Thursday evening. Go on, go on on what we predicted at the start. So I made her stick with my guns and, and, and disagree with you and think that the hearts are going to go. I, I honestly really don't know and I probably won't make up my mind on what way I think it will be until Thursday. But I just, I just even though everything you're saying to me, like Michal, what I said about Michal Lanigan being able to score, perhaps Abby Deeks' experience at this level, the fact that they've had the tougher games... I really don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up going to extra time. Like I, I think it'll be very, very close. But look, I said the Hearts would really get the start of the year. So look, I'll stick that way. Um, Sticking that way, so okay. yeah, and sure. If I'm, I'll, if I'm, I'll write down the book here. <laughs> yeah, you wrote down, write down in the book. Yeah, and uh, I'm not covering that game Thursday evening, so they can't abuse me one way or the other. I won't be there. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, I, I, I look, I'll stick with it, but. I, I really wouldn't be surprised. I think that's a very, very tight game. I'd imagine the odds on that will be pretty level. So, Anyway, look, we'll, we'll take a quick break there and we'll come back uh, with part two where we'll look at the Premier Intermediate Intermediate, and I might ask um, 
aiming to cast his crystal ball on the junior hurling semi-finals as well. So we'll be back with all of that. The Leash Today Talking Sport Podcast, brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters. Okay, Premier Intermediate quarterfinals. Um, Saturday, doubleheader in Amore Park. These are the, the games I'm going to. Uh, I really don't know what, like the first game in particular, I can't see it being anyway close. I know obviously you were a bit hampered there with your own club being involved, but I couldn't see anything. The first game is Ban McKill, Clonus Lee. Clonus Lee beat Cole Shanahan the first day, who, um, who, who, and since then have been well beaten in the two games, were well beaten by Port Leash, lost to a heavily de- depleted Cameras. I just couldn't see how they'd be any way close to Ban McGill. I really, I really couldn't. Um, no, I'd expect that to be that could be twenty points. That that game could be twenty points in the difference in the end. Yeah, <laughs> you could think that, or right, I don't know. There's there's a bit of a, a, a backlash maybe in in Clonus Lee. Uh, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be as clear cut as that. I don't think it'll be a twenty point game. I do think Ban McGill will win the game. But, um, you know, it's hard to see Clemens Lee doing anything. The first, you know, three matches you talk about there, he scored 215 the first day. Then he scored 27 the second day. And they scored, what did they score? The last day, 110 the last day against Port Leash. Like, you know, so they're not big scorers, whereas Van Lekeel have that array of talent up in the forwards. Um, you talked about Seamus Fitz the last day. He played very well the last day. Um Road Lynch has gone to midfield now. He seems to be excelling there in midfield. He's chipping in. He's actually scored one of the, the goals of the year, actually. It's a pity he wasn't on camera because it was a Tony Yaboa style goal uh, coming in. He came in off the left, struck it off his right-hand side, hit the, the bottom of the crossbar, bounced down and bounced over the line and into the back of the net. It was a bit of a lull because I was right down ahead, but no one actually knew whether it had gone in or where the ball had went. So there was no kind of cheer or roar because it didn't actually hit the net it bounced hit the crossbar bounced down the line and rolled over the line and the only person that was celebrating was Grodd Lynch because he knew it was such a good goal <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah uh, you know the two, the two shocknesses up there uh, MJ Dunphy is playing very well um, yeah there, I, I just think there's there's so much firepower in Bandekil for this one and I'd say it'll set up um, a semi-final and I, I think that that one is is kind of uh, there's no draw for that one as far as I'm aware I think if Bandicoot win the play Port Leash I think I could be wrong on that one you might know more than that the, the only way they wouldn't would be if Rattown Yard bet um, Cameras because Cameras. Didn't Rattown Yard came from the same group as as Bandicoot and Ballyfin so that that's the only way there, there'd have to be a draw then honestly like it's tough on them with the football as well because they're they're going now this will be their what six week on the on the trot Um between football and hurling, a lot of the same players. I saw a few of them over the weekend in the Moor Park after the, they were in after the foot after they lost the football Saturday. They were look a bit sore looking and bruised bodies. So I'd say it's hard, it's tough going on them. 
one week after the other, whereas Bandicill lads, some of them do play football with Spink, but I noticed neither Chad Wire or Podge Lawler played for Spink in their big win over Ananok at the weekend. And, you know, if the two of them had to play, they probably would be still in that competition because they won the game by two points, but they needed to win by five to knock them out. So I'd imagine the two of them might have made the bit of a difference um, that they could have been, but they haven't. And they do have a few, but like Lear McDonald, for example, he came on for Joseph's at the weekend. So it's a big difference coming on for a couple of minutes and playing a whole game. So I think that could be in their favour as well. Just can't see it. I think they'll win. I, I, I said at the start of that they'll win the competition. Don't know if that will still happen, but I think they're, they'll be right there in, in the final again. The second, or that's, in, that's to put them to the semi-final, sorry. The the second game is seven o'clock. Cameras the second team against Rathownie Earl's second team. Rathownie Earl are protecting their, they're after losing power after. Um, they probably won't lose anything else but they'd no subs the last day because they were trying to hold lads for the junior semi-final and that could be the same case here because the junior semi-final isn't until Sunday uh, cameras are in the junior semi-final as well but they seem to have more for everybody who's 24 players with their senior team still have a second team going in the second grade and a second team a third team going in the fourth grade, it's it's a it's a fair a fair achievement. I don't know who will win this. You you saw I saw right down here the first day against um Steve Bloom and they bet them bet them well. Uh, they've obviously lost the two games after that. I, maybe cameras, but I, I couldn't say with any degree of of certainty. Yeah, this one's going to be a bizarre game because. I thought a few lads that play on both codes there and I think they're kind of they both know that whoever wins this that's as far as they're going to go Um, so you know it's, it's a very hard one to predict because we've seen that Niall Holmes is obviously the star man for Cameras uh, their premier intermediate team he's gone Paul Grafter was the star man for Athony Earl he's gone so it's you know I, I'd say it's probably going to be a low score and enough affair Um. But I, I think cameras have a small bit more um, in the tank and and in quality there than right down the Earl. Um, and I'm just going to, to tip cameras to edge this one in a, in a low-scoring game. Yeah, I think so. I, like Cameras' results, obviously they finished second in the group right down the Earl. Scraped through on head-to-head by finishing third ahead of Sleeve Bloom. Um, I'd say if Sleeve Bloom met them in the morning, it might have been a different... You know, if Steve Bloom had to meet right down here in the last game in the group, it could have been a different outcome. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think I'll go with Cameras. Now, if that happens, there won't be a draw because uh, they're coming from different groups. So, Cameras would play Valley Finn and Ban McKellar play Portlaoise, which would be very interesting. The, the two would always be like yeah. Portlaoise, since they lost, have been, have been, you know, they've done everything that you'd expect them to do. They've won all their games very comfortably. So, they seem to be building again. Um, circling back to Friday even then, I was, in watch, I was actually in watching them. I was in watching them train the other night there, Portly, and uh, yeah, they, they, they had the twenty nine there, but they they look to be flying like they're not taking the foot off the pedal now. They're they're motoring well. Um, Cheddar or Pat Critchley was out. Uh, Barker the Arse out in the middle. Derek Delaney, Barry Fitz on the line. They, they have a good management team there. They're moving well, and they're obviously getting good numbers down for training. That's so it'll be. I'd, I'd say it'll be a cracker. Um, please God, if Gill come over. Honestly, Sam Edmonds, which Bandy Hill, Port Leash, look, could be a cracker in the semi final. Yeah, yeah, definitely could. 
Um, circling back to Friday evening then Sleeve Bloom and Cole Shanahoe poor old Cole Shanahoe had a terrible week coming up they're in finals but they're not in finals you want to be in they're in the intermediate uh, no which one are they in they're in the junior relegation final and they're also in the uh, premier intermediate relegation final and it's hard to see them winning it really isn't it I mean they've been well beaten in, in all their games they're probably a bit more competitive the last day um, but still went down in the end. Sleep Bloom probably unlucky to end up here. That first game against Rattown Yarn just was the killer for them because to go and beat Ballyfin the second day. Okay, they were well beaten by Ballin the Kill in the in the third game, but that Rattown Yarn game probably killed them. They were in this relegation final two years ago, and who did they beat that day? Clunaslee, I think. But Clunaslee then stayed up because of the formation of Cole Shanahoe. I think Sleep Bloom will win it though, then. I mean, I'd, I'd be surprised if they don't. Yeah, um, it was at the Bandicill and Sleep Bloom game. Um, and, you know, they weren't as bad as the scoreline suggests because just before half time, they were well in it up to the first water break and well in it coming up to half time. And then Bandicill got a, a 21 yard free just before half time. And Shah obviously had nothing in his mind on his goal and he buried it. But then the, the big mistake I think Sleep Bloom made in the second half, which really killed him, was. Right at the start of the second half, there were four down, I think, or four, maybe five down. And Van Hill got another free. And it was about maybe, you know, five yards outside the 21. So that's that 26 yards out. And Chas stepped up again. And they only put three on the line. Now, seeing what he was doing in the first half with five on the line from 21. Then he put three on the line. I was nearly inviting them to say, come on, have a go. Like, Chas, Julie obliged and he buried it again. And, you know, it just fell apart then after that. But they, they weren't as bad. Like, they, they had a good half an hour's hurling um, in the first half. And, you know, I said, a bit naive maybe uh, in the second half. And Bandekil just kind of tagged on then after that. But I do think they're they're a good side. Um, Sean Downey did exactly what we talked about the last day. He just literally followed Ben Conroy everywhere, kept, kept him to a, a pint from play. That was always going to happen. I don't think Cole Shanahoe have that quality of a Sean Downey to follow Ben Conroy around and to keep him quiet. And I think for that reason, I'm expecting Ben Conroy to score heavily and Sleeve Bloom to win. And as I, I spoke the last day small bit about Coach and Ho, it mightn't be necessarily a bad thing. You know, it could be after since the amalgamation, if I've had after having a tough few years there with COVID, kind of hitting nearly started their amalgamation. They got no real training together. Uh, they couldn't go on any team bonding trips. Um the league was very kind of minimised there um, so yeah so I think maybe you know if, if they got relegated down to intermediate, intermediate next year um, they have three teams as well possibly better off you know getting rid of one of them teams and focusing on, on two teams as well but yeah maybe if they have to get relegated and go back go ahead next year again and um, yeah rebuild from there might be the best thing but Steve Bloom tipping out to, to stay up in this grade yes. Yeah, I think so. I'd be surprised if, if they don't if they don't win that. Uh intermediate hurling semi-finals. These are both on Saturday at half four. Uh Clock Balacolla and the Harps is in Rathdowney. And Trummera, the last remaining first team against Barskill Cotton in Abbey Leaks. I tip Clock Balacolla to win this at the start of the year. I think they will beat the Harps and that'll put them into the final. I'd be surprised. Well, I wouldn't say I'd be surprised, but the Harps have, have used an awful lot of, of this team up to their seniors since it started off. Like they, they defeated Mott the first day. 
and I think something like seven or eight of the lads that played that day are gone now. So um, I'd expect Balakala. They lost. Who did they lose? They lost Killian Don early enough, and then they lost Tom Delaney. Maybe the last they came on. Yeah, Tom Delaney came on the last day. Yeah. Other than yeah. that, they have everyone. The seniors are not going to be playing this weekend. Um, I'd expect them to win it. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, um, I think the last day they were playing, they were Clock Balakala were playing Boriski Cotton second team the last day, and we both tipped Clock Balakala. I do. I felt they're they're a stronger second team than any other second team in the county at the moment. Um, you know, right down here, or probably cameras included in that. And yeah, I, I think they'll dispatch fairly easily of the Harps on Saturday in Rathowney. Yeah, like the, the, the likes of Chris Rafter. Um, is is very good at at that level. Probably wouldn't be far off. You know, if he was in another club, he'd be he'd be senior. He'd be senior club players. There's no question about it. And to have lads like that dotted, Kevin Mulhall is another good young lad. To have Danny Hanlon was in the goals for I don't know twenty years with the seniors, and and is now mm. there and and uh, and playing very well. So I just think they'll have too much. Trummer and Boris Kilcotton. Now this Trummer have been very good since since they lost the final in the summer to, to Rathdown Ireland. They've gone on and they got to the Division 2 league final beaten by the Harps. But again, that was a Harps team that included the likes of James Duggan, Pat Walsh, Ryan Edwards, these fellas that are all gone now. Um, they got through their group comfortably enough. Big win over Mount Rath the first day, beat Mount Melick the second day uh, and then defeated the the Harps in the in the last game when there was nothing to play for a bar position. Topped the group. Boris Kilcotton are probably stronger now than they were at the start because they had a couple of lads playing junior B that are now eligible to play on this and they'll give Trummer Trummer at their full of it but I would be tipping Trummer Yeah I'm the same as well I think Trummer they're an exciting kind of a, a young team coming up there uh, an exciting young team mixed with a few old heads there as well Paddy Callan is still knocking around uh, centre back playing great stuff there but um, no I, I do I, I like the, the style that they're playing they're, they're scoring Heavily in all their matches, they were, with the exception of the last match, you got one fourteen again. The Harps last day, um, three nineteen the first day, four six four sixteen the first day, three nineteen the second day again. No Millick, um, so they're they're you know they're well capable of putting big scores on the board. Uh, I think I think they'll put another big score on the board again. Boris Kilcotton uh, in Ableeks on Saturday as well, um, and it should set up a nice final between Clock Balakala and Trumra because I, I see them kind of on a par at the moment. Bar Balakala don't kind of move anyone else up senior but I don't think they will between now and then I don't think they get a chance to between now and then because they're in the semi-final but um, I do think that Trumra and Balakala will be uh, in that final in a few weeks and it'd be great for Trumra as well because you know they lost that final last year um, again right down the Earl they were kind of you know a bit put out I won't say to to be playing a second team and to, to lose to a strong second team so this could be the chance to re-amend and to, to make to piece of, of the defeat from a few months ago if it does end up being the two of them there's a fair bit of spice hanging over from last year they played one another in the semi-final and I think um, Clock Balakala had maybe Canis Coonan sent off in the first half they, they weren't too happy about it um, so a bit of spice in this one if they do end up playing one another in the final in, in two weeks which is what we what we're predicting to happen the yeah, definitely. And Canis, Canis, no nicer man than you could meet, and and Canis going into quickest man, in the world is surprised. You know, it must have been a, a, something drastic to to make him react, or else it was a bad refereeing decision. Because when Canis, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it intentionally anyway. 
No. Uh, intermediate relegation final then. Two teams who... Uh, well, two teams who certainly didn't start off the year but like anybody planning to be here and I didn't think one of them would end up in it when when uh, when it got down to it. I thought Park Ratman's Katima Hall would beat Clannad. But they just... Like the game I was at it and Clannad, like it's I hate it. I've said it I said it two weeks ago. I hate describing a game like this way, but Clannad just looked like they wanted it more, which is mm. a stupid thing because that shouldn't be the reason. But it just felt that way. Like they're they just were hungrier for every ball and PRT just I don't know they, they weren't and I know that there's a lot of lads are they've one eye on football as well and obviously that's going so well and this is. This is a, a big, big distraction for them. Mount Rat were fierce, unfortunate not to, um, but at least draw with Mount Melik, if not beat them the last day. Like they, they battled back from, they were behind all game, they battled back and then they got the goal and put them ahead and they were ahead right up until the last minute of it when Mount Melik got a very fortunate goal with Donica Hartnett's long range free ending up in the net. And after that then, I think Mount Melik scored five or six points in about three minutes and it, it put a, unrealistic look on the scoreline it was never that I don't know what it ended up in the end but it was about 4 or 5 points in it which it wasn't 122 to 117 which it, yeah and it certainly was not that like um, Mount Rat I would be tipping Mount Rat to win this I think PRT they were in this relegation final last year got the better Bally Pickets but I think that this could be this could be the end for them now I think they could be going back down to back down to Junior A yeah I agree with you on that one yeah um Mount Rat, you know, they're, I've played them a good few times down through the years. Um, you know, back they were they were up good a good senior team a few years ago, and the the worst time to play them was like that in the relegation final. You're better off playing them in round one, or you know, in the relegation semi final, you're better off playing them. But when their backs are to the wall, that's when they produce. Um, and I don't think Park, Manesca, Tim O'Hoe will have the same fire in the bellies than than these Mount Rat lads. That you know, they feel a bit harsh. Are done by with the sending offs that they've had. Um, you know, I suppose I kind of feel everyone's out to get them, and this is the chance for them to, to shove it in their faces and to say, Well, we're staying up at this grade. And I think they will do that. You know, they've scored 117, as I said, the last day. Um, they, they have the firepower there to put on a score like that. And yeah, I just I think you're right. I think they'll, they'll win this in what could be a dogfight. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in Colt on Saturday at half four as well. Uh, quickly then to finish up the two junior semi-finals. What's what's your what's your knowledge there? You have both both games are are at twelve o'clock on Sunday. Ratowny Earls this will be Ratowny Earls third team against Abbey Leaks's second team. Uh, Abbey Leaks's second team won Division Three of the league. They beat Port Leash in the final. I was at that. And they were they were quite impressive that evening. Don't know if they've lost too many. I don't think they have. Uh, Bally Pickett's obviously came down out of this grade, out of the grade above last year. Lost Killian McAvoy, managed to get themselves out of a tough group. They had like Castletown, and it's someone else in it as well who was who were tricky enough. Obviously, I think Abilix. That's who was again. They both of them were beaten semi-finalists in this competition last year, uh, and they play Camrus's third team. Crystal ball, Damien. <laughs> crystal ball, crystal ball. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for the latter of the, I think we win the first match. So I think Abelique's second team, I think will beat Rathdowney Earl's third team. Um, 
yeah, there's not much reasoning behind that now. <laughs> I mean, knowledge <laughs> isn't hectic on this left now, but uh, you know, I, th- I think they were gutted the other day to lose that match in the Moor Park, the minor final. Um, and yeah, I just think there's a lot of lads there that they want to show the young lads, you know, to to get to a final anyway and show them maybe how it's done. Uh, the other side, and, and, and kind of one of the reasons I'm hoping that they do beat our town as well is because I, I do think actually Balapickets will beat Cameras in the other semi final, which will set up a lovely uh, junior final there between Avalix and Balapickets. Um, Balapickets uh, hurling well this year, Cameras' third team, Balapickets' first team. Um, you know, again, they're they're playing a, a good brand of hurling. I went to see them there once. I was telling you a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Colin Kinsella, Colin Kinsella is playing um as kind of a sweeper role there for them. Um, and, you know, I know better man as well. Maybe Cheddar Frunk should have a look at at young Kinsella there as well and, and draft him in because he knows how to play the position very well. So I'm taking ba- tipping Balafikas and Avalix to go all the way to the final. There you go. You've heard it there now. I, I can't uh, add anything to that. So that's Damien's crystal ball for the Junior Ireland. Um, right, look, busy weekend coming up again. The games are going to start getting thinner now. I think you'll have the guts of she'll only have whatever the intermediate final, the, the four semi-finals in the Premier Intermediate and the four semi-finals in the Senior. You'll only have 10 clubs left after, or 10 teams left after this weekend. So um, it, it will start getting down to the, the business end of it there now. Um, thanks very much for joining me, Damien. And uh, we will be back in two weeks' time for the exclusive Damien Carter and Alan Hartnett Harding preview show. We might invite him on in two weeks' time, maybe. We'll see. The Leash Today Talking Sport Podcast, brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters.